Earth has a singular planet. In fact, it is anything but. For this is a story not of a universe, but a multiverse. Where universes and planets, such as Earth, were replicated and mirrored across a vibrating, infinite plane. Some barely different from the next. Others drastically so. This is DC On Screen. Every week, Dave and Jason talk about the multiverse of DC properties on film and television. But be warned, if it's been officially released, you can expect they'll spoil it. Welcome into DC On Screen episode 472. I am your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. Today we are talking about the pilot episode of Krypton on Sci-Fi Channel. Oh my goodness, man, it's finally here. The thing that we have not been waiting for. <laughs> yeah. <We laughs> I have. haven't been waiting on it. I mean, it, we I, have, actively. But it's it's we live in a very distracted world with lots of capes and lots of places. We do. And this one, like this show, they they pretty much just like, the cape is on display. Oh, the cape is apparently extremely important. Yeah. I feel like the cape has already done the thing that they do in TV shows where it's like the clock is ticking and like the, the Cape was already like a certain shortness because the Cape disappears as they run out of time. And like it it was a certain shortness. And then later on when he looked at it, it was like longer and kind of started to do it. And I was like, yeah, that may may have just been my imagination. Yeah. I, 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 it looked contiguous to me. I'd be willing to object to that. Yeah. That that looks, that looks solid. Okay. It was just a long thing, and the only thing that was starting to disintegrate was the hem. And slowly. Yeah. So it looked like we had a couple of years to work this out. <laughs> I'll give it to you, but just because you use the word contiguously. <laughs> trying to endear myself. Also, there are spoilers here. Oh, there are definitely spoilers. Um, So, there was a lot to like here. Yeah. Off the top of my head, it was... Uh, actually, I, I really like the score. The score was solid, and they weren't afraid to use the the old tried and true uh, John Williams theme, which uh, I am always, always makes me like weepy. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't just make yeah. me happy; it makes me kind of like crumble as a, like it humbles me as a human being. <laughs> yeah, you remember you remember when they like introduced um, Christopher Reeve's character on uh, on Smallville, and he like walks in to meet Christopher Reeve, and he turns around and goes da 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 da. Yeah, no. yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I completely get that. Yeah. I did the same thing here. I was like, oh, he's, he's running his finger on the Superman symbol. Uh, and they're playing yeah. the thing. Yeah. Then they're playing the thing. Yeah. I, uh, it was, it was good. And like it, the, I was, uh, it, it terminated itself with like, yeah, it's the, it's the fortress and that's great. And then I kind of thought about like, yeah, with the same kind of like USB key that is, mm-hmm been an active thing since uh man of, man steel. of steel yeah they did like a, a sort of a they did sort of a, a cross between man of steel and uh and john williams or uh i, sh- I should say donner i guess mm-hmm. but um because it was like it looked like the man of steel thing the man of steel memory stick thing mm-hmm. but instead of it being like the metal from man of steel it was a crystal yeah that have been like would have been like the Donner stuff. Yeah, I thought that was a nice little like melding of the of of the uh, the continuities. I guess it's a nice touch. And to uh, <clears throat> to the same end, I, th- I thought like a lot of the costume design, especially of the court, felt very mm-hmm. Donnery. Uh, but it, it, did. it 
it kind of took some of the Man of Steel use of tones and, you know, actual curves instead of everything being crystalline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it was neat. It's the first time I didn't really resent, like, a Kryptonian setting because it looked either, I don't know, too bizarre or... Even even the Man of Steel Krypton was just a little a little CGI where maybe it didn't have to be. Mm, I can see that. But same time it did it looked really cool. I, I don't want to take anything away from that actually. I, I don't want to compare that. It looked really cool. And it It did. It was engaging and like the first fifteen minutes of that film was, was pretty uh, it's pretty great. But this one it was uh it was a nice setting. Like I I liked that. I mm-hmm. liked the costume design for where they went for it. Um, good lord, the like I felt like they they bit off what they could actually chew on the actual effects. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a point where I thought, well, that looks stupid, you know. Yeah, no, the the effects were pretty gorgeous, honestly. Like, yeah, I even you know I don't the skimmer, yeah, it looked a little Tronish. I didn't care. I thought yeah. that was awesome. I was like, ah, I dig Tron, dude. <laughs> I dig Tron. I'm dig, one of those man. Dig I'm, Tron, not a problem here. I I love the first Tron. I loved Legacy. I thought it was a lot of fun. I wish they'd made a third. I'm still hoping. I'm still hoping for a miracle. Oh, um, oh, in time. Give it, give it time. Nah, they're talking about the reboot now, and uh, whatever. Yeah, that legacy left open some stuff. I, I anyway, there might be a Tron 2049 or whatever it would translate to, but <laughs> yeah. Now, from from your lips to Pearl Mutter's ears, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Uh, oh, uh, as far as costume design goes, the the voice of Raoul, that, that head creeps me out. Yeah, that was some creepy stuff, man. It Just just that looking at weird. it creeps me out. Like, it gets under my skin, in a way. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to be like, they're going to like take the head off and it's going to be freaking Lex Luthor or something at some point. Like, <laughs> Trying to I guide like... past events. I mean, so you know, that yeah, would be a nice touch. You don't put a head on somebody like that and then try to be, and then like not reveal it at some point. Like, oh no, which I said that about you know uh, Veronica's father in in the first season of Riverdale, and then when they actually unveiled him, I was like, oh, I don't know who that is. Oh, no, yeah, well, whatever, yeah. <laughs> it's like undo drama there. Don't don't build that up for me. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, I I thought this was uh, disturbing. Like. It just kind of chemically got to me in a way. <laughs> like, I, I apparently, on some level, I just don't like that many faces facing the same way, and and not like mm-hmm. it. I just don't. I, it it creeped me out. I think that's mm-hmm. the point. So good for them. Yeah. Uh, well, the thing about it, and I have no idea. Like, I know they've been doing this. They've had this thing in the works for for years now. Uh, this thing looked like a movie, and I'm a little worried that. Uh, there's nowhere to go but down from here. Oh, sustainability. Like, yeah, like I don't think they're going to be able to sustain uh, those effects, uh, that cinematography, because this thing looked like a film. It looked pretty gorgeous. Um, yeah. Oh God, like the uh, Brainiac ship. Uh huh. Looked great. Looked yeah. great. Uh, but here's the thing: it's only I think ten episodes. Uh huh. And I don't know what they've devoted to this, but they did a. I think a really good job of only needing the sci-fi for a certain percentage of the time. Mm-hmm. Like they, if they were thinking ahead as far as budget, good for them. But like they only needed it to look good and and go through that much uh, post-production for a certain percentage yeah. of the actual what what we saw on screen. 
it it might be doable. It might be, you know. But you know, there's a certain uh, I, I I don't know. There's there's like an entropy effect of these shows. Like Black Lightning when it first came out, like the first episode was like pretty damn solid, and then like I, I swear as like I've as I've been watching it, it's like oh well that was weird and hammy. Oh where that that was kind of weird and heavy handed. Oh look at that that was just dialogue that didn't need to be dialogue. You know, it's oh, just slowly it. becoming a it's slowly becoming a normal CW show. They've all <laughs> got those. Like, well, Black Nightling we'll talk about in a few weeks. Yeah, to to see where that I, ends up. But you know. the the best example I can think of is like we we still love the Flash for a lot of reasons. It's it it pulls yeah. off so yeah. many of these really difficult things to do, and then every now and then there's a moment where you just you just laugh out loud and go, oh, that looks terrible. That looks terrible. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Like that flash-on-flash flash battle uh, a couple of years back that looked like, uh, good Lord. Yeah, it was bad. It I, was I know exactly what you're talking about. bad. But, but then I still you see them because they went for think, it. How did they ever do that that poorly? <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Uh, Krypton so far, I don't think anything's looked bad. Um I still am struggling with a little bit of who the hell cares. And a lot of that is because like, you know, there's no way they're going to just like make it to where Superman doesn't happen. Yeah. They're, they're going to have to suck me into the characters. And I actually have wrote, wrote this down from the, the first, like it's, it's a nice, good looking picture of a burning planet. Great. Or well, it's mm-hmm. a burning sun. We're great. Um, you, you've got this like David Edinburgh, planet earth looking feel to it. While you have a voiceover. It's like our ending is yet to be written. And yeah. I'm hearing that and thinking, no, I've read it. <laughs> I've read it several times. I've read times. several versions of it. It always ends the All same way. All of them go the same way. But then there's the part that cracked me up later. It was like, this is the story of how we trapped. I'm like, okay, now you've now you've mixed tenses. Mm-hmm. Um, it can't be we haven't done this yet, and yet we've done it, and here's how it happened. Right. I don't know. So th- there's a little bit of growing pains on, I think, the, the tents and... Yes, my biggest problem with the show, theoretically, like, before even seeing this episode, is we know it's supposed to end well. Like, like there's no way you end this show with, and Superman doesn't exist. Go! Right. It just doesn't happen. Really, I mean, I guess there's a way they could, you know, make it to where, like, Krypton somehow survived in a pocket universe, and the explosion wasn't really an explosion. It was, you know, somehow... It was a it was breaching space time and set a pocket universe and Superman happened and but uh, you know the the critics are already saying like look we we're not we're not professional critics you know we don't or we're not recognized as such anyway we don't get the fir- <laughs> we don't get the like I believe we are but uh, you know we <laughs> certainly spend time at it yeah we uh, but we don't get the first five episodes uh, all at once and uh, but already the critics are saying you know it's bad and it's terrible or whatever but they're also saying like this show isn't afraid to take to go its own way and to, to chart its own course and I've seen that from a lot of different uh, critics saying that about a lot of different shows uh, Gotham is one of those shows yeah um, so you know, I, I don't know. Oh, Maybe we were, uh, we were batting this around earlier, and like Discovery and Orville, same same thing. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. One way or the other, they actually learned both of those shows earned a fair amount of respect by the end of the first season run, and they clearly were willing to take risks. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I I don't have a problem with them taking risks. Um, 
you know, when, when, when Mama Zod, like, put that knife through her daughter's hand, I was like, damn, y'all. <laughs> uh, yeah. I kind of thought I don't, that I don't... is so Zod. Love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, you know, I'll admit I'm a little intrigued by the whole, like, we are betrothed to other people, but we love each other uh, thing. That's, you know, that's classic yeah. literature type of shit. Yeah. That's, that's right up there, man. It's, oh, it, uh, it leads to a nice, fun thing, though, where, like... Early on, when uh, the the uh, dude from Vex is is saying like "Welcome to the family" and and it, it's really super creepy. Welcome to the family. Here's my daughter, which you'll be bonded with. It, it, I I don't know if that means physical intimacy anymore, but it's just. Well, yeah, it does. They 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 have sex. They just don't use their bodies to incubate they children. Just throw anymore. it through this machine. I, I, it's weird. It, it's yeah. They well they they it's had all their... a little creepy for me. Well, yeah, I mean, they just stuck their thumbs on the machine, and they're going to have a kid together. That much was clear. <laughs> yeah, and the machine was like, here's genetically what will take place, and I yeah. guess I can extrapolate external values completely. It That that was weird. Like, I like that they kind of don't take it seriously, like, those two uh, specifically don't take it seriously, because it was one of those things where I saw that and thought, oh, hell no. Like, you can predict a... <laughs> Like, as far as I can tell from the nature versus nurture argument, you, you can predict a certain amount of kind of background to a person's being, but external circumstances, they matter. Like You can't be like, no, he yeah. died at blah, 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 and it was wonderful, and he died at, you know, contributing to his cause. Like, it's just, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I so mean, I like that I th- they I took think, it as ridiculous. Anyway. Yeah, I think there was there was a little bit of room for that, but like... I feel like that's part of the Krypton. Like, I feel like that's part of the government is like they're trying to create circumstances where you believe such things so that it happens. Like, they're trying to like create the future. Um, but you know, they also have like a caste system or whatever where they're like, like, oh no, you, this is this bloodline. And th- this is gonna, this child is gonna be best suited for this and is gonna do this, and that's what they'll be trained for from birth. Um, I mean, that's how Zod was. You know, and has been for in a number of continuities. Yeah. And uh, the L's are science. The Zod's are military. military. Yeah. So I I think that's what they're going for. I did think that was corny. I think that was – I did think that was kind of stupid. Like the only thing that made it work for me was that the – what's her name? Manissa? Mm -hmm. I don't remember her name. I don't either. But um, the only thing that I really liked about it was that she didn't take it very seriously. Like, yeah. Like that Old line long, about like, short like oh, the, uh, you know, maternal warmth overwhelms me kind of crap. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> dug that. Yes. Dug that. I think I like her. Like, especially the thing about, like, oh, he thinks he thinks he's the one who picked you. Like, she she could be a yeah, lot of fun. That was, that was dope. Yeah. That was cool. Um, I liked Light of Zod, man. Honestly. I liked like, her. All of the Zods right now are working for me, and mm-hmm. all of the L's are working for me. And specifically, I like the fact that the L's and the Zods are intertwined, you know, several generations before. Yeah, or two generations before. But well, yeah, I guess it is two. It's several for the whole storyline, but yeah, two. But yeah, like I, I like the idea that the L's and the Zods have always kind of been part of one story. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of digging that, honestly. I. You were talking about this earlier. Uh, you liked the mother. You liked uh, Segel's mother. Yeah, complete badass. What? Uh, complete badass. Oh, complete badass. 
Okay. What did you think I said? Complete that S? And I was like, <laughs> like the su- like the Superman S? I guess fill that in. I don't know. I mean, is there like a connect the dot situation? What's happening? No, it was, it was pretty clearly an S. <laughs> fill in the background color of that the key. I, I don't know. Yeah. She's a badass. I liked her. I like her resolve. And I loved, this is one of my favorite parts. I loved that yeah. you saw and uh, what's her name, Zod? Sorry, I haven't called everyone's name yet. Uh, I, uh, Mama the, Zod? Yeah, that's the best I've got. That's, Mama Zod, that's the, what I'm the calling badass her. who, by the way, is going to run out of guild trainees if she doesn't stop cutting and maiming them. Like, her. <laughs> well, she knows what she's doing. Apparently. She's not just a blunt, <laughs> blunt instrument. But, like, I love, like, later that she talks about, like, have you know, have you seen the, the resolve of the House of L? Like, you think you, you believe you can control him? I'd rethink that. Like, that was. Yeah. I love that line. Because <laughs> yeah, it was I like so that, uh, freaking speaking, Superman. Like, yeah. She was, like, speaking as a blunt instrument. I'd rethink that. Yeah. Like, oh, damn. That was solid, man. Damn. That was solid. Yeah, it was great. Um, Yeah. There's a lot to like in this in this show so far. Uh, I I enjoy Sagel's little friend. I I liked. Uh, he was a lot of fun. Yeah. I oh that I mean it, even like starting out like uh, by the end of that you know bar brawl scene I kind of thought like, well shit I I think I like Sagel. <laughs> like, yeah. He's a jackass in in, in a way <laughs> that I enjoy. I I kind of like him. Dude can take yeah. a punch. Something to that. Yeah. Uh. You know. Uh. Yeah, we were uh, talking about earlier the his uh, Sagel's mom was was in the Hunger Games. Hmm. She was old Katniss's mom. I'd completely forgotten that. Yeah, she uh she doesn't um catch a break. <laughs> you know, <laughs> in, in the history of her characters, no, <laughs> no. Um, Bethany, you know, my wife Bethany pointed out to me that uh that her husband, that Sagel's dad, was uh, the inspector on Sherlock. Oh, I know. I recognized him somewhere. God, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was pretty good. Yeah, he was. Although he was part of one one exchange that. All right, the, there's a little like we have to tell him. Oh, he's not ready. Yeah, and I got like physically, chemically bored for a second because I think that may be my least favorite exchange in the history of media right now. My my least favorite right now is Are you ready? I was born ready. I'm so tired of hearing that. Like they will not stop using that on like, every show we watch. <laughs> I'm almost okay with that because it's positive, as opposed to like we have to tell him he's not ready. And what you get from that sometimes is several episodes or several seasons worth of subversion. That's just the whole time you're thinking, oh lord, when is he going to be ready? <laughs> oh hey, um, I, I actually I, <laughs> I found our old friend over on Black Lightning the other day, and that's when I was just like, oh, okay, it's officially a CW show. It's like Jefferson explaining to his daughters, I lied to protect you. Oh, shut up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that too and thought, oh, damn it. Like, I cringed. I really cringed. Oh, I did. Oh, um, another overall, like, positive for the show? Yeah. The Kryptonian actual dialect sounds like real people talking. Yeah, real British people. Uh, it, real British people, but whatever. I mean, it, that's kind of the fun part about like if you develop a language in whatever version of whatever blah blah blah. Like as long as you stick to something, I don't give a shit. You can, they can all be British. Who cares? A bunch of yeah. aliens. Who knows? That might be a, their their draw. You know. Right. Right. 
th- I've got nothing against that theoretically, but when you bring in that stupid freaking Kryptonian stilted, like daughter of Victorian bullshit. Oh, daughter so of daughters. Yeah. Yeah. Verily the rouse light shines upon thine eyes. Yeah. Yeah. They, like it, uh, several versions of Kryptonian dialect. It, it, like it ends up sounding like someone wishing they were Shakespearean, but wanting to write it as though the the masses would understand. You know, it's just stupid. I feel like that's Marlon Brando's fault. Uh, I've never looked at it historically. You might be right. Yeah, go look at it. Like, I mean, Zod didn't really talk like that back in those days. No, back <laughs> he was just you know sounds real ridiculous you know, for a guy who yeah, once right. yelled like. Uh, what's her name? Like for a guy who once yelled Stella in the middle of the street, it's odd that he mm-hmm. uh, took charge of this weird, <laughs> haughty kind of way of speaking for a while. But yeah, yeah, he played Jor-El as if it was like you know, like Kelsey Grammer playing Jor-El or something. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Kelsey Grammer actually use human words. Oh yeah, me this too. was. Uh, this was something else, something deeper. This was I like mean, if you, you distilled you... Frazier and like, right. well, just really just the two brothers and, and just like distilled that. And then, uh, I don't know, multiplied it by Downton Abbey and then distilled <laughs> that yeah. into some sort of Kryptonian dialogue. It, it was, I was super happy with this show that a, a few of the things they said felt like a thing a human would say. <laughs> yeah yeah this show yeah this show did a good job with that i was worried about that i didn't want to watch really an entire show yeah. of of people talking like the kryptonians talk on supergirl right god uh, which is like i think the worst version of that i've seen in a long time that was taxing just just emotionally taxing but yeah it's rough you know long term uh seg pretty likable yeah i'm down with it so far as a main character i'm, I'm kind of digging him um I don't know that I have a whole lot more. I, I hate this piece of shit who uh, has has bonded uh, Se- Segel to his daughter. I hate that. I hate that dude so far. Um, I mean, I think you're supposed to hate him. So there's that. Yeah, but... yeah. Oh man, when 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 the grandpa got got killed, man. Yeah, that was rough. I, I think it's going to end up being important that the grandpa says you made the wrong choice. Like I think it's going to. I think that's going to be important for that character. Like, mm-hmm. You could have believed me, but you went with the whole, you know, head of Rao thing. So we'll do with that. <laughs> the voice of Rao? Voice of Rao, yeah. Yeah. I, dude, oh. When they killed the parents, I was bummed out. Like, it was that was rough. I was, and in terms of blocking, it looked a little clunky. But oh, I didn't really notice that. But. It just, like, the way she grabs the gun and stands up, like, the reaction time of, of uh, Mother Zod... Versus, like, how long it would take for that woman mm-hmm. to grab the gun off the ground, out of that guy's hand, and pull it out. It's just, like, the blocking was a little weird. But I can see that. I also kind of saw it as, like, suicide by cop. Uh-huh. Like, clearly, uh, God, I feel like we should know her name, but for now, Mother's Odd, um, yeah. clearly has some sympathy. And they bring it up, like, uh, Dickwad, <laughs> as you're describing him, brings that up. Like, maybe you had some sympathy for him, and you, you showed her mercy. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a lot of class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like there's something there that she she did. She put him down and like she gave him a good death despite what they said. 
Like, there's something mm-hmm. there that I'm kind of interested in. Like, why did she feel the need to take mercy on those two and yeah. and give them a quick death? Because she could have chosen otherwise. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, same reasons. Like, I love the mother in this, you know, pilot. Like, she was, she was, God, she was strong. She was a badass. Like, it, it, she had a, a whole plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were flaws in that plan. But it... She showed a ton of resolve that, like, really reflected, like, it's the kind of strength that I love seeing later in the character that we all love. Mm-hmm. You know, my biggest problem with the show, though. What's that? Right now. The pilot of of this episode is, like, Seg just goes to his pointy-haired friend, whose name I don't know right now because we're not that cool. He just goes to his friend and says, like, hey, I need a favor, and suddenly he has a skimmer. Uh-huh. Like, it feels like if the parents had just talked about the fortress to Seg, they could have gotten a skimmer with zero body count. Yeah, you know. Hindsight is twenty twenty. <laughs> I guess. Instead, <laughs> she stole it and erased the GPS data. Um, I think she said something out. I think she said map data, but whatever. But uh, she erased where the, uh, the skimmer went, but couldn't erase the thermal data of, you know, how many people were sitting in it and whatever. Like, apparently they just could have gotten another one that wasn't yeah. owned by the guild. Yeah. And it's also it also bothered me is like you know this is this is a problem the L's have, where it's like there was a way there was a plenty of room in that in that little like crawl space where Seg L was hiding hiding out. He's like, come with me. She's like, no, I can't. Like, no, you totally could have. There was room. I mean, there, there was, was there room. was room, but maybe uh, I could see it. I could see it. Like, even if you had a hiding place that you thought was ninety nine percent the best thing that's ever existed. And your child was in there. Maybe you think one percent chance. I'm just going to take the take the fall. Mm-hmm. If they have somebody to blame, they won't go looking for him. Yep, I could see that. Yeah, I see. I just saw it and thought, you know, oh, those elves are all a bunch of damn martyrs. <laughs> but that's actually something the folk that like the show kind of focused on, and I appreciate that. Is apparently yeah. like especially that. Zod reference to the resolve of the Hells of L. I kind of thought, oh shit, yep. I think this show gets it. Damn. Yeah. I guess I'll have to be interested. <laughs> and I don't, I don't really know what to make of the term Black Zero. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like it as a terrorist organization. And uh, by the way, uh, points to the show for a great shot of, uh, <laughs> I guess, a terrorist arm bomb getting blown off. By oh, that was brutal. It was super brutal, but it was it was a really fun shot. <laughs> was I liked it. I mean, made for great TV. Um, I I still don't know what to make of the 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 Black Zero movement. I mean, I'm sure you know, we're gonna explore it, it more. It's been around in the comics and stuff for a long time. It's been off my radar, man. That that's one that I don't have track of. I've got to look that one up and do some research. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm. I think a couple of people had maybe that name, and then there was also a few. I think there was like a two or three terrorist organizations in the comics, and another group like a like a I don't know like a special ops group or something. I'd have to look it up, and I haven't done that, so yeah. I'm sorry. I failed. <laughs> I failed. Yeah, we learn <laughs> as we go. God help us. Out. <laughs> but dude, we got Adam Strange. We did, and I didn't care for him too much. You didn't like the guy? I didn't like him. I did like him. He moved his mouth weird the whole time. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. 
Yeah, I don't know. He was just, it was like, I don't know, man. It was just weird. I don't know what he was doing. He was making weird noises with his mouth and pretending it was talking. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. It just looked weird. And it got better as the episode went on. But like when he first meets Seg, it's just like, I don't know. He's like, he's making Adam Sandler faces. I mean, it's like they, it looked like he was doing that and they overdubbed it with a voice. It was just real weird and took me out. I was like, what is he doing? Like, this is really bad acting. Like the way you're describing it, it sounds like they gave him a version of the script before and then had him ADR a version of the script afterward. No, let me, let me, let me, um, let me alter than what I've said. If that's what it sounded like, I was saying, it looks like they put a bunch of peanut M&Ms in his mouth and told him to read his his lines. And then had him read them afterwards. Yeah. So we can make sense of it. Yeah. And then later it was more normal. But that first scene was just like real weird to me. The one where he like pulls him by the lapels. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. And it was also weird they had him smoking. That was weird. Like, <laughs> I was like, uh, all right. Oh, I mean, uh, Marlboro Reds, man. I mean, he's... Uh, yeah, Cowboy Killers, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, the the one that if I had two puffs of, I'd throw up like a 13-year-old teenager who stole his parents' cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that part. Yeah, I mean, I did my dance with a cowboy years ago, but... Sure, well did. I mean, I don't know. It was, it was Camel Wives that rid me of the habit. I thought, oh, Lord, I can't take this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know. I'm not feeling Adam Strange so far. He's he's doing a weird job with the acting, and uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what it, exactly it is, but he, he bothers me so far, and I don't want him to. I'm sorry. I am, uh, am going to disagree. I don't really remember what you're talking about. Okay. Not that it's not there. I just didn't catch it. And, um, yeah, it was it was really nice to see an Adam Strange. He and also a little I, bit acts like Tyler Durden from Tyler Durden from Fight Club. Really? A little bit. Like he's got kind of that air about him. Oh, I just dropped a thing. He's got, <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna show up on the recording. It sure will. I'm not I'm not going back to edit that. Yeah, that I'm not happening. I would I yeah, I wouldn't advise it. I'd I'm like don't be a fool. <laughs> just take the hit, man. We'll live. I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Adam Strange, he's got a he's got a bit of a Brad Pitt playing Tyler Durden type of thing going on, uh, but also a little bit of like an Adam Sandler mouthful of shit kind of thing going on. I don't know what to make of him. I don't. I don't know what to make of him. I uh, <laughs> I don't even know how to like qualify what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't either. I I, I uh, it, it just felt like it, oh, okay. Well, this is a neat take on Adam Strange, and I moved on. I'm not sure I've seen a take on Adam Strange yet. Oh, I, no, th- there's uh, a live guy saying he's Adam Strange. Him. Yeah, no, there's, it's unprecedented. <laughs> there's a guy saying he's Adam Strange, but I'll be damned if I've seen any bit of Adam Strange so far that I know. I, you know, I. Oh, well, you have, though. Like, in this episode, it was a guy who was running out of time in this time and kind of mm-hmm. evaporated, uh, apparently, the, you know, the, the forces that propel him have limits. That's fine. Yeah, okay. And then he vanishes in a cloud of, like, a, a slight green fog, which uh-huh. would be worrisome. If someone pulled me into an alley and said, I have all this information to unload on you, and part of it was like, your grandson, blah, 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 and time is at risk and blah, 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 and the universe, blah, blah, right. blah, I, too, would think, I, I think I need to get you to someone who can medicate you. Uh-huh. 
But if that person sure vanished in a cloud of dust, mm-hmm. I would rethink Maybe that. Maybe someone needs to medicate me. Yeah. <laughs> First thought would be, well, I'm gonna oh. I'm gonna dust my uh, jacket for fingerprints and see if there's any proof that this person ever existed. Uh-huh. And if that person did exist, I have some thinking to do. If that person yeah. didn't exist, right. someone else has some thinking to do about how much I should be allowed to think. Like, oh, sweetie, you need help. Poof. Oh, sweetie, I need help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Uh, I'm looking forward to the rest of the show. I'll, I'm looking forward to see what, seeing what they do. I didn't even like think. I didn't even feel like it was dumb when he was like, "But the true name is Brainiac." I, I was like, yeah, all right. No, that worked for me. Yeah, I mean, it's a dumb name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a dumb name tied to a character that they're giving an honest shot right now. So yeah, let's do it. Yeah, Brainiac looks sick. He really looks really damn good. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <sighs> We've got, yeah, we got. I'm on board for the show. We got ten weeks with this it's bitch. Good. Let's uh, let's see what's happening. I mean, yeah, uh, I, there's a bit of a meh factor for me, but like only because the stakes of the show are yeah a false premise. It's just yeah, that's what I feel. That's how I feel. But and I feel like we proved this talking about it for thirty minutes. Like it, we we they have kind of made the internal universe a little worthwhile, and that's kind of mm-hmm. all you need at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, it's if I know a prequel's going to you know work out, it's fine. But it can still have its own internal motivations and its own internal stakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the bottom line is when they show me that S and they go no 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 no, I still go oh girl. Yeah. And uh, that's all you really need. Yeah. I just like I'm, if I I'm was too just, invested in that damn cape. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> I, seriously, I could be driving down the highway and turn a corner. And see like a billboard with that S on it, and just suddenly the radio took over and said, "Dum dum ba ba bum bum bum," and I would just start weeping and have to pull over because I couldn't drive anymore. Yeah, or get so like full That's of like programmed. inspiration, dude. Like I will like hear that and like get like so inspired, like just like my chest full of inspiration, just just like I sit up straight, you know. <laughs> Like, That's probably a better reaction than me just weeping and being humbled. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I'll never, I'll never be that. Oh my god! Try as I might, you know. <laughs> oh, like in my situation, you would see that and be like, "I'm going to be a better driver." <laughs> oh yeah. Whew. So uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm down for the show. I. Uh, Interested to see where they go from here. I'm down. Uh, surprisingly down. I didn't. I didn't know how to anticipate my feelings for the show, but yeah, it's really got a lot, like a lot going for it. Yeah, it's it's better than I thought it would be. Um, more visceral than I thought it would be. Darker than I thought it would be. <laughs> you watch Superman's grandpa like spit out his own mouth blood, and you think, okay, well, I guess there's something happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. While he's trying to make time to, <laughs> to hedge a bit, yeah, that was that was a that was a good start. Yeah, I don't know. I'm down. Let's do it. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe hopefully ten episodes will will not afford them too much filler. That's my hope. Like I'm hoping they. Mm, it's not traditionally a sci-fi thing, as far as I have paid attention to. But 
uh, hopefully they give it a kind of ending. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I hear. I I hear the. Um... We got like 1.3 million viewers, something like that, the the pilot episode. So I don't know what sci-fi usually does, but I can't imagine it's usually better than that. No, it's actually pretty good for sci-fi. There, I mean, it it really is like CW as far as numbers. Mm-hmm. If they that's hit what I would the, think. Yeah, if they hit the million mark, you know, it, if that's that's a pretty good show. Actually, I'm curious. I don't know why. Ooh. 58% on Rotten Tomatoes, 81% on the average audience score, though. Okay. <laughs> that sounds right. <laughs> don't know why you're curious. I'm I'm just curious. Like, I am. I don't know why. I I don't know why I am either. It's just like, it's like oh, well, you shit on everything else. Let's see what you thought about this. Well, ah, uh, okay. a pure audience rating on TV time resulted in, I think, 7.9. Okay. That sounds close to 81%. I kind of, I, I, I don't know. I like that rating more. That makes more sense to me. Like, sure, there's <laughs> there's some stuff that can be improved. Sure. Of course. It's mm-hmm. a pilot. Yeah. But it wasn't 50-something. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, on, on Rotten Tomatoes, I do like to see the average audience score versus the uh, critic score. Oh, yeah, it's always... I, I do like to see what just... I like to see what the rift is. Yeah. It's usually very wide. At least in the properties we uh focus on. Yeah. It's like I, I wanna see what these this guy who, you know, wrote This Is Us on a napkin and jerked off with it thought about Krypton. That's what I wanna know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've never seen this as Hell us. I can't say if there. it's good or not. <laughs> I just see some, you know, angry little man weeping violently as he's Pleasuring himself to the thought of this is us. I don't know. Oh, you you see this you see this wrongly. <laughs> should I ask the question? Which should one? I, should, uh, there are a few. Which one? Oh, okay. Uh, how am I wrong? How about that? Oh, one? okay, that one, the basic one. Um, it's mm-hmm. it's not just some dude in the corner misperceiving it. It it it's literally. Oh, I didn't like, say that. Uh, it's uh, this is us. The part that cracks me up about it the most is it's like you had, it's like there was some writer with magical powers that took all of the soap operas that you've ever watched and put them in one (laughs) cauldron and then distilled Uh that over several years into like one teaspoon's worth of potency and then gave that to a writer and shoved it down his damn throat and said, you're the head writer of this new series called This Is Us. Uh Uh-huh. And then a bunch of people talk to him over and over again about how, like, there shouldn't be Vaseline on the lens, and we should take this seriously, and it, uh-huh. what it essentially became is the most soap opera thing you've ever seen without ever reminding you that you're watching the most soap opera thing you've ever seen. So it's like all the bad, th- it's like a country music song, but without that bit at the end where the person, like, mugs for the camera and smiles evil, evil-like, knowing, letting you know that they've got something up their sleeve. Well, two things about country music songs these days. Uh, one, you don't always get that <laughs> wink at the end. Sometimes they're just sad. And two, um, it's it's just more expensive. Uh-huh. It's all right. I have wandered through the living room and watched fifteen minutes of the show and and felt weepy. Uh huh. It is the most saccharine, cloying thing I have run across in a very long time. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm not trying to take away from it. It's actually not badly written. Like, it, there's... I don't want to take away from This Is Us, but it is built a certain way. It is built to get you emotionally invested. Yeah. Like... On a level that is unhealthy. Yeah. Let's put it this way. The, um... My wife, as far as I understand, did not watch the last episode of this because she read the recap, understood what happened, and thought, I can't do that. Mm, hmm. I can't do that. Like, just emotionally couldn't do that. Why does that make me want to watch it? I think I have issues. See, I know what she was talking about, and I kind of agreed with her. Like, yeah, I get it. It's just going to make you cry for, like, two hours. Totally get it. Totally get it. Because I, I seek that kind of shit out, like... I love watching, like, sometimes I just need to sit down and watch my life starring Michael Keaton. <laughs> no, that that's one of the wonders of fiction, is the uh, the catharsis of, of going through a moment that you maybe have never experienced before, or maybe a thing you didn't realize you needed to experience, and uh, God help you when you find it. The thing you're experiencing right now, but someone externalized in a way that you hadn't thought of yet, and oh my God, I'm feeling that right now, and I'm just going to have a, have a good cry. Mm-hmm. There's all that. There's all that. But, um, yeah. Sometimes it... And I, I had to agree with her on this one. It was like, I know what's happening. I cried reading the recap. I don't need to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I get it. Totally get it. <laughs> yeah, well. I might find myself watching that s- stupid show one day. It, it's... I, I can't even agree with you about stupid show. It's not a bad show, man. I just... And Mandy Moore fucking... Uh, no. I didn't know she was capable of this kind of thing. Uh, Milo Ventilica, like we we knew Milo was capable of this kind of thing. It's, it's oh, I knew well I knew Milo was. We knew the guy I from Arrow, Rocky whose Balboa. name I can't remember, is capable of these kinds of things. Oh, uh, not Arrow, right? Is uh, Smallville Justin Hartley? Smallville, sorry, sorry, the Arrow from Smallville. My bad, but yes, Justin yeah. Hartley. We knew he was capable. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. What show are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> It's a weird place to put it. This is us. Tiny review. All right, let's let's yeah. call this man. Let's call. It. I agree. All right. So if you enjoyed how much that went off the tracks, I highly suggest you hang out with us when we uh, post our news episodes. Uh, we just kind of talk about whatever news we feel like talking about and uh, give you our opinions on it. It's nothing more deep than that. Usually, yeah. there are usually a fair amount of tirades, uh, tangents, if you will. Uh, very much like the This Is Us tangent that we just went on. Uh, you tell us if it was so, yeah, well-informed. I don't know. I don't know if it's well-informed. I've never seen the damn thing. But if you enjoyed the, t- the tangent, I, 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 I fully endorse us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and if you like what you just heard, please hit that subscription button on your podcatcher. Every episode of DC on screen, all 473, so 472, whatever it is right now, um, they're they're all on DCOnScreen.com for free, and um, we're going to be coming back pretty soon with a uh, Constantine City of Demons review, the uh, animated short short animated series, very short animated series on CWC, starring Matt Ryan as John Constantine. We'll be talking about that. Uh, so until then. Keep some DC on your screen.
Our opening narration was from Dan Jurgens' The History of the DC Universe, Part 3 of 10, as featured in DC 52, Week 4. It was performed by me, David C. Robertson. Intro music by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Future Elevators, could be found on Spotify or future-elevators.com. Our introduction was performed by F.E. Ophelders of the fantastic podcast Stealing the Remote, which lives on SoundCloud. It can also be found on iTunes and Stitcher. We are proudly in partnership with TV Time, the TV show calendar and social media site that lets you keep track of what you're watching, what your friends are watching, and where you all left off. DC On Screen is a maladjusted production. Visit maladjusted.tv for more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, an improvised web series, vlogs, parodies, and more.